0: DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits. SN Jeff Blair is my Twitter handle. Jays have today off. We're opening a series against the Phillies. And um, they'll be back at the Rogers Center Woo-hoo! to play the Yankees. Woohoo. And uh, we have tickets to see the Jays and Yankees yeah. at the Rogers Center in September twenty. 23- Seventh, all you have to do is text the correct answer to our That's it. daily baseball trivia That's question. Get it right. 590, 590. <laughs> Friday, we asked you which all-star switch hitter led the Yankees and homers and RBIs oh. the last time the Yankees won the World Series. It's easy. I got it right away. No, you didn't, but <laughs> Hazel did. Mark Teixeira, 39 and 122 in 2000. I mean, Hazel, liter- <laughs> Hazel was in there. She literally, Bafo didn't even get the word series out, and she said Teixeira. Switch. That's it. Hit her. That was the key. Yeah, but I mean she I it, it was like seriously. There was it, it, it didn't even read didn't even finish the question. This one's a little more difficult. Which Yankees player holds the record for the most World Series wins as a player? Now, we're not talking about pitching wins. Yeah. We're talking about which Yankees player holds the record for the most World Series wins as a player. Text the answer to five ninety five ninety for your shot to Win See rules at sportsnet.ca slash five.
1: You were there. You're cheating. <laughs>
0: I'm not even I'm not even gonna gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna humor you with that. Uh the Jays have just wrapped up a span true. of 11, 11 games in ten days. During which they put together a seven and four record and solidified their place in the wild card race. I think, say it. Probably, I wouldn't say well, they. They wouldn't say they stuck a dagger into the Orioles, but pretty close. Mm. Pretty close to uh to you're eliminating scared, say the Orioles. Scared, Jeff. Well, say I just, it. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that scared. But I just don't know. But no, I think <laughs> we. I don't either. Four games. They yeah. They're, they're gonna the games. They they're going to make the playoffs. They they're going to make the. The Orioles are four back of Seattle, but I mean they're not going to catch the Jays. Anyhow, they're in the playoffs right now. We're just going to we're just sort of jockeying for position. Shai DeViti, the Sportsnet's MLB insider. Shai, thanks so much for joining, uh, Mr. Barker and myself. Um, seven and four. Over 11 games, yes, they lost a chance to sweep the Orioles yesterday. A rare implosion by Jordan Romano. But going into this off day, how do you think John Schneider and the coaching staff feels about where this team is right now?
2: A lot better, obviously. And if they had pulled that one out yesterday, then I think at that point you would have felt pretty good about saying stick a fork in the Orioles. But... You know, the Angels are doing everyone in that race a solid, or did everyone in that race a solid by sweeping the Mariners over the weekend. And you know, that gives the Orioles a very slim lifeline. But I think if you're the Blue Jays, you got through the real, the last real meat grinder portion of the schedule. So you've had the, you got, you're through the two doubleheaders, you're through the, the eight games and seven days at home, the five game series with the Rays. And you're in a better position than you were going into it. So because of all that, you're feeling pretty good. You've got uh, an, a series in Philadelphia. It's certainly winnable, a tough one in Tampa Bay. And then you're, if all that goes well, then maybe, maybe you've got a shot to make it interesting against the Yankees next week in Toronto. Uh, and if not, you're more in line to thinking, all right, how do we start getting ourselves set up for for a postseason series? If Gary
1: comes back, when Kirk comes back, if you have to DH Springer and Vladdy sometimes has to DH, who DHs is my question.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I think it's a rotating cast. And it, it, I really think what they've done the past month is, is the model for it. And, and I know this is for some of the players involved because they all want to play every day and don't want to have – the this sort of occasional off days and uncertainty about whether they're being in the lineup but this is what the Blue Jays have been trying to get to for a long time where you have more players deserving of at-bats than at-bats to give and that's the model that the Giants have had for excuse me the Dodgers have had forever Uh, you know the Dodgers were uh, the Giants last year when they had that great season they were able to Mix and match a lot with uh, certain parts of the lineup. The way that the, the Blue Jays have this year, the Rays have done this forever. This is this is the the roster situation you want it to be in. And you know, as good of a player as Loris Guriel is, and obviously he'd be making them better right now. You know, they've really survived his absence, and that's only because of the depth that they have. So, because uh, because of all of that, I. I my guess is that you'll just continue to see the DH spot moved around as needed and different lineups for different days based on what they think is going to win on a given night. My
0: friend Mr. Barker raised this uh, in the last hour. Given Teoscar Hernandez's struggles this year and especially so far this month, do you think there's a chance that Rymal Tapia may get more playing time against right-handed pitching?
2: I'm I'm not sure the the Blue Jays are at that point with Tay Oscar yet. Now, I, I do think Tapia, I, I don't know, I'm, I, I, I try to balance and try to figure this out. You know that old baseball adage, right, that the more you play part-time players, the more they remind you why they're part-time players. Right, yeah. And the, and the Blue Jays have had that just right mix with Tapia, where they always seem to get the best out of them. But you know, the stretch earlier in the season when he had to play on a more regular basis at that point, you didn't feel it was good about seeing him too much. Right. And I think with Teoscar, it's just time. You see, you see a lot of good at bats from him. You see a lot of hard contact, not resulting in anything tangible. He needs, he needs a bit more runway because he can be a dominant force. We've seen him be a dominant force. And maybe this is one of those years where it just doesn't happen for him, but he's had good stretches within the season and he can certainly have another one in him. So my lean is to give Teoscar more runway uh, because I think he's earned it. I think he's talented enough that he's going to get right at a certain point uh, and, and really justify it. And I'm also worried, again, in a lot of ways, the Blue Jays are using their bench really smartly because they're using players in situations when they're most likely to succeed. And that's helping push up numbers and push up performances and ultimately creating discussions like this one.
1: When playoff time comes, who do you think pitches more? Simber, Phelps, Richards, or Meza?
2: Meza. Uh, Meza and Simber, I think. Uh, uh, Like, Meza... Has really quietly had uh, a really strong uh, what is it, three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he, since he came off the IL, he had a couple starts where he was finding himself a little bit. And I think it was in Pittsburgh, uh, maybe a bit, maybe there was one outing before that. But I remember in Pittsburgh, he was really throwing the hell out of the ball and had a couple outings where he was just just look like the guy from last year who could really dominate. And, uh, you know, I think playoff time, you're going to see him saved up for that pocket of a lineup where, you know, the key lefties of an opponent are, and he's going to be used in those spots. And, you know, Simber is going to be in that same spot supporting Jimmy Garcia uh, and Anthony Bass in the lead up to Jordan Romano. So I think just because, I mean, this may be to some degree opponent dependent, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Tim Mesa is is certainly winning back a lot of confidence with the way he's performed in recent weeks.
0: It's odd, isn't it, that we don't, and when I say we, I'm just in general, we don't give this bullpen as much credit I don't think so. as we yeah. should. You know, I, I, I mean, I was thinking about this. I was talking to Ross Atkins about it last week. I almost felt like apologizing. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, all kidding aside, look, we've said, right, every time we see the Jays play somebody, here comes somebody else throwing 100 and 101, and boy, wouldn't it be great to have one of those guys and yada, yada. Oh, and by the way, it's one of the best bullpens in baseball and has been now for probably the last six weeks, if not two months. And, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it's it's really one of those some-of-its-parts things, isn't it?
2: Well, I also think that the addition of Anthony Bass the return to form of Tim Mesa has really made a big difference too, because that's just lengthened it out right. and given them the opportunity to space out Simber a bit more, even though I believe he's still leading the American League in appearances. Uh, given them the opportunity to give Jimmy Garcia a breather periodically. And, and all that has really helped, but I don't think that we've made enough of the three bullpen days in two weeks mm. that that they delivered and that it was eight earned runs over 26 innings of work. Yeah. I mean, it's just tremendous stuff. And even more pivotal is that there hasn't been a hangover from that in the coming days where, you know, guys are just so out of gas that they give up, uh, they give up a bunch of runs and they can't go and games get away. So I, I really think the, the performance in recent weeks has been about as strong as you would like. In an ideal world, you have one more swing, like true swing and miss kind of guy in there. But Anthony Bass has certainly lengthened the options for for John Schneider. And and this bullpen has actually been a a strong point for this team.
1: Give me one reason why Barrios has turned the corner.
2: Well, I think you see that he's not letting games get away from him where before when if he wasn't landing his curveball or wasn't spotting his four seamer or he was four and the two were bleeding back in the middle of the plate, whatever it was, you know, it would, a game would blow up and it'd be over. But this Saturday, he, he certainly wasn't at his best, but and and we have to shout out the defense that that he had behind him on Saturday because mm-hmm. that was as tremendous a defensive game I can remember in a long time. Just just gem after gem after gem. But you know he found ways to make pitches and to get out. And and instead of dumping a bunch of innings on the bullpen, he got deep into the game uh, and kept things in line. So that to me says that Jose Barrios is. Fought, a fight, able to fight in ways that he wasn't before. Although, you know, I do think that if there was a little bit more swing and miss in there, it would be, it would feel a lot better than it has over the past couple outings.
0: Now, it it really does look after this weekend as if the Yankees are, are going to hang on and, and win the East. They've got games against Pittsburgh coming up. They've got a five and a half game lead, but... It hasn't always gone according to plan for the Yankees this year. I'm wondering, shy right now, Alec Manoa is set up to face to face Tampa and to face Baltimore, and we've all talked about wanting to, you know, in case that final game of the year means something, wanted to, wanting to have, at least have the option of of having him pitch there. Is there any way you think the Blue Jays, if something were to happen, and I understand this is purely hypothetical, but if the Yankees come into town? And they're three up on the Jays, or even three and a half up on the Jays. And the Jays have a shot at first place. Do you, is there any way you change things to have Alec Manoa match up against the Yankees? Or at this point, given the innings he's logged, do you just say, you know what, let's just leave well enough alone?
2: Well, I mean, I'm just taking the dates and then. The, there's no off day, right? So right, he, today's the he's off day. Yeah, so he's due to pitch Friday in Tampa. So, so He'd get he get Wednesday, he'd get the Yankees on Wednesday, no?
0: Okay, we so he come. would, yeah, okay. So forget yeah, the I'm question on, then. On, so just, he's going to face uh, the Yankees anyhow.
2: Yeah, they've got the Yankees on Wednesday. I think what the, the bigger question to me is as we go along, so he's on turn for that last series of the season in Baltimore right and if that series if your playoff spot is secure and you're just maybe jockeying for position one two are you going to pitch him in that series or do you just rest him and then save him for game one or two of the wild card Mm -hmm. and to me that sort of becomes and then what's the ideal amount of rest for him like when does he need to pitch in order to be best positioned for that wild card series? So to me that that becomes the question, especially as the Blue Jays place in the postseason becomes increasingly secure, you know, do you would you pitch Manoa in a game when you're jockeying for one, two or three in the wild card standings? Mm. Or would you just say we'll just land wherever we land and we'll save Manoa for for the postseason? Right.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's uh certainly certainly going to be something to uh certainly going to be something to think about because it's you know we we've kind of talked about how you want to make those last 3 games of the year not meaningful, but I think sometimes when we say that we mean not meaningful in terms of whether or not the Baltimore Orioles can catch you and knock you out of the playoffs. It's pretty hard to see those games not having a meaning, all 3 games not having a meaning in one way or another, right, given the way the wild card race is now, given the fact that, you know, Seattle's got a pretty easy schedule, Tampa's schedule really bites, but you almost think something would be at stake in those final three games, whether it's home field or who you're matching up against.
2: Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. And, look, I know the Jays have have that two-game edge on the Mariners right now. The Mariners do have two games in hand, so, you know, they could on their own shave that to one and then they do have a far easier schedule. You know, There's a lot of Oakland left on that schedule. Right. So that, that's, a nice, that's a nice thing for the Mariners to have. And, and the Jays, you know, their, their softest spot from here on out are the three games against Boston. And just from law of averages, you'd think Boston is, is due to have a reasonable series against the Jays based on how, how they've had the snot beaten out of them by Toronto this year. But uh, you know, to me, I think even if you're jockeying for one, two, three, I don't know that I'd shoot my shot with Manoa at that point. Mm. I, 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 my thought is that, you know, you want him in line for one or two,
0: right. Mm -hmm. You know,
2: that the only, the only way you pitch him in Baltimore is if you need him to get into the postseason. Right. But if you don't need him, like, or maybe, you know, let's say things get really crazy and maybe you're playing to catch the Yankees. At that point, I would think about pitching him. Right. But those Mm -hmm. are the only scenarios to me. One, two, or three it becomes secondary to having Manoa available in one or two.
3: Yeah,
0: Shy, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much, man.
2: Yeah, no problem, guys. Have Thanks, Shai. Wife. Well, yep,
0: Shy Daviti, our MLB insider with Sportsnet. The Jays open yeah. a two-game series against Philadelphia. Okay. So that's right. For some reason, I some reason I thought Manoa was pitching on Saturday, but anyhow. So uh, okay, don't if, ask he, me if why. he pitches
1: Wednesday, which is the 28th, right? His next day would be the third on Monday against Baltimore. If he keeps in line every, pitching every five days, that would be the second game of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Oh, Yeah. Keeps him on track. So he'd pitch game one against Baltimore, no matter if it mattered or not. Because if it didn't matter and you didn't pitch him, he'd be working if he pitched game one on seven full days of rest. Is that too many? That's the thing you got to ask yourself. So if you could just continue to pitch him and he pitches that Wednesday against the Yankees and now he's got that his next start would be the third against Baltimore, then his next day would be game two of the playoff series, wherever that's at, instead of seven full days of rest to pitch game one. If you don't pitch him in the Baltimore series, decisions, decisions on what you do. I don't know the answer to that.
0: Yeah. And your your decision has helped, I think, dramatically by the fact that you you know that you're going to go with Manoa and Gossman. For sure. It, it it's helped I, by the fact that you have a Ross Stripling or, or Jose Barrios there. That gives you no a question. little bit of a little bit of wiggle room. No question. In other helps. words, if you want to play a game where you go, this game is important. But maybe not as important as it could be. I, I think what with, with Shy's I, I do like Shai's approach. You, you've got to... Uh, I think ideally you want Manoa pitching the playoff opener. That's me. I, I, think, I think you do. I think you do. But, well, John Schneider will join us in a few minutes. And we'll just ask him, how important is routine going to be in this decision? Because, again, this guy has spent the last okay now month he adjusting to the workload he doesn't adjusting really have a to routine speeches. is your point well, now as much that's your point but the one thing they have done is kept them on five right Yeah, that's for the uh, most part for the most part that's that's what they've done and it may be it may be silly to, to 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 go away from it now 7
1: days too many is that too many for a young guy who's I don't know how you come up with that answer. What's the right answer for that? Or is it you pitch him the third no matter what? Yeah. Who cares if that matters? And then you pitch him game two. Or if he mm-hmm. was to win game one and you wanted to keep him for game three or game one of the next series, you pitch somebody else in game two. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, Or don't overthink it. Maybe that's it.
0: Well, I mean, the one thing you know about baseball is things do have a way of it. Overthink- well, <laughs> it's remarkable what happens when you just stand back and let stuff happen, and quite often decisions end up end up getting end up getting made for you. Um, but yep, it's you know, the more I think about this, the more I realize, the more I say, "Thank God for Ross Stripling," because Ross Stripling does. Make a lot, these, a lot of these, a lot of these re- decisions. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting into the whole, do you start Stripling or yeah, Barrios? Marriott's I'm, just, I'm just saying Ross Stripling's ability to sustain this level of accidents has really, it's almost like a big sigh of relief for this team because you know- well, you'd rather have four than two. If, if things get funky, <laughs> no if things get funky, and they could, if things get funky, you can rely on Ross Stripling.
1: Yeah.
0: You now think about that. Put it this way. Mm. Healthy Hyunjin Ryu. Would you have any more confidence in him than you have? It's a tough question. With Ross Stripling the way he start is right to, now? It's start to start. But there isn't... It it's isn't hard, with, It's a hard question. But it isn't with Ross Stripling. It hasn't been start to start.
1: I understand that. But it would be with Ryu. So you'd have to be careful how to yeah, talk about that. But that's so what I'm saying. Wouldn't you rather...
0: No. Wouldn't you... Isn't it better to have... Ross Stripling giving you what he's giving you right now than what we think Hyunjin Ryu would give us. If you had to piggyback one of them, Burrios or
1: Strip, which one?
0: You mean bring that guy out? Out of the
1: pen. Which one?
0: This is me? Yep. I would do Stripling because he's used to it. It's been a while. Uh, I know. It's been great at starting. He has.
1: Uh, I, I, Burrios throws harder. I, yep, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that entirely. But I. uh, I would say neither. I'll bet you it's neither.
2: Because. You you don't think they piggyback. They just go with the guy. Well,
0: that's. You'd rather go
1: with pin.
0: That's the other question. Than go
1: with those two.
0: Yeah, that's the the other question as well. Do you really want to get that cute when you've got a bullpen that for the most part has been lined up nicely?
1: We're talking playoffs here. We're not talking.
0: That's that's a fascinating. Talk about it. You know that's a fascinating that that still remains an intriguing argument. Is 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 who do you start in that in that game? I, do you start? I think it's Stripling yeah, or Brios. And you know what? You got a great it. Great question. The other thing too is maybe I th- start I, him in game two. I thought about this watching Brios watching Brios pitch the other the other day. There may be like, Jose Brios is here for a long time, and he kind of strikes you as. I don't think you commit to a team for a long time unless you want the team to be successful. And I'm wondering if maybe when that decision is made, if Ross Stripling is having a better year than Jose Brios, do you think maybe it makes it easier for Brios to swallow it? I, I don't know. Man, like I got I, I, I could
1: tell not a thought for me. Like, I, I I like Strip. I think he's done it a good enough job. He's going to give you a chance
0: but you will, to win a game. You will agree with, with me, though. Sink. Not really. You will agree with me, though, that the fact that you've got this guy under contract for a long period of time that you don't. I'm just saying. It has to be an, an you, element of and your and thought. And if you get
1: to the next round, everybody's starting. Yeah. I know. But it's about getting to the next round. Who is your best three guys? Forget about the money.
0: Two days. We know the first two. Who's the third one? You say forget about the money, but you're the guy that was telling me all along. Regular season, not the, playoffs. You're the guy that was Regular telling me season. all along that the reason you Regular say Kikuchi was going to stay up here was because was I they right were paying him money. Exactly. Regular season,
1: not playoffs. Big difference. We'll April, see. May, June, big difference. We'll see. Where, where's he at? We'll you see. say. Where's he at. There you go, because they gave him a longer leash to figure well, it out. He did. I just now, where is he at? That's what I'm saying.
0: Money is the only reason Kikuchi's here. And then you're telling me that money will have no impact on whether Jose Barrios starts. I, I listen. I'm not we'll saying see. it's we'll right see. or wrong. We'll I'm just see. saying, I, I'm saying that I would not be surprised. I'm with you. I but would we'll not see. be surprised. We'll see. <laughs> but it, it, it is a. But again, as, as I said, here next year. As I said, stuff happens. You know, this may all be moot. You may need, you may need Barrios to pitch a game. Oh, I'm sure you're going to you need know? him. But we're talking about if it lines itself up
1: the way we think it will, boy, decisions, decisions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it though. No, it's, this is it's, what it's, it's all about. To, it's, it's better all, to be it's making, it's better to be making that decision and then saying, is there any point in starting a guy because the season is over? Um, you know, it's uh, – yeah, Ed, Ed, look, it never hurts. It doesn't matter where you are in the playoffs. Wild card teams that have success in the playoffs generally have success because they've been in a bit of a role going in to the playoffs. Absolutely. And they want to keep – you know, it's one game rolls into another game, rolls you know into another game, first rolls into another game.
1: win the first two and not have to worry about the third game. That's the other thing, too. <laughs>
0: That's all the other time. thing. That's what I said. It's amazing what happens. You spend all your time worrying about yeah, stripling yeah, yeah. or burritos and you go out and you and you boat race Seattle. You don't have to worry about it. That's it. And all this time we spent talking about it. That's it. Was rendered move. Never. John gonna happen. Schneider is manager of the Toronto Blue. Yeah, the best. Late, never gonna the happen. Best laid plans never happen, right? John Schneider is manager of the Toronto Blue J.C. joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on 590, 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Starting Monday, be sure to tune into the J.D. Bunkus podcast weekday mornings at nine on Sportsnet 590 The Fan or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, it is Monday. This is Blair and Barker. The uh, Jays have today off. We're starting a two-game series in Philadelphia against the Phillies, then it's on to Tampa. Season is rapidly coming to oh, a close. Fifteen games, crazy. Uh, off days are valuable at any time of the year. They're especially valuable at this time of the year, and uh, for that reason, we are uh, we're, well. We're always very pleased to be joined mm-hmm. by John Schneider, manager of the Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays. But John, we uh, especially appreciate it, given the fact that uh, today is an off day and you've just finished an 11 game in, in 10 day run. And uh, of course the last 15 games are going to come fast and furious. So we do, we do appreciate you joining us. Um, Let's ask you a question, seven and four. Are you happy with that?
3: Yeah, I think, um, I think definitely happy with that. And definitely happy to continue to win series. And uh, if we can kind of keep that in the forefront going forward, that'd be great. Uh, yesterday was, you know, a tough one. It was close with, with our guy out there in the ninth. And that's very rare um, to have a slip up like that, but definitely happy with that. I think we're playing good baseball. Uh, It was a good homestand and it was a really good series against Baltimore.
1: Kirky left hip, which is harder catching or hitting for him. You think
3: probably probably catching. Um, Everything else is checked out fine. And and when I say catching, it probably just means he'll get a little bit more tired, a little bit more quickly, but um, he'll be in there tomorrow in some capacity, whether it's DH and or catching.
0: Uh, Do we have any update on Lourdes Gurriel, Jr.?
3: He's doing better. We don't have a firm update yet, but he's doing a lot better every day. Um, See how the next couple days are um, when we're in Philly, and um, hopefully get a a much better grasp on whether we can speed it up for um, the next series or two.
1: Say, Oscar, 196 in September. He's two for his last 26. Anything you're seeing with him you don't like? You see adjustment he might need to make what are you seeing with him
3: i think just you know I, his last handful of at bats have been better um i think adjustment you know maybe is just shrink the strike zone a little bit and um and do what he's really really good at is driving the ball to right center so um hopefully you know change scenery starting up in philly tomorrow uh, kind of gets it back up, back on
1: because of those numbers any chance tapia might play a little more
3: I mean, I think we're always conscious of matchups and numbers, and we're obviously we're at the point in the year where performance plays a big role of who's doing what too. So, um, yeah, we'll see. You know, you don't want to say that he's gonna just uh, we're gonna just change exactly what we're doing, but Teo's one of our dudes. We trust him. We know that he's uh, he can change the the leverage of a game with one swing very quickly, and um, you know I wouldn't you know I wouldn't expect anything drastically different to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and when he gets going, he makes it that much better.
0: John, as you, as as these games play out down the stretch, um, I'm, I'm thinking in particular of how Alec Manoa might be used. And of course the, again, a lot depends on what that final weekend in Baltimore means. I get that. But when you're looking at Alec Manoa's usage, is it more, more important to keep him on a regular five day cycle, whatever that takes or have we seen enough from Alec this year given the adjustments he's had to make, given the changes he's made to his routine, um, you know, not throwing as often or or not throwing as hard, I should say, between starts. Could we see a further alteration of, of, of his schedule? Um, You know, again, depending on how that, that final weekend shakes out.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think that he, like you're, you nailed it where he's definitely shown us he can, adjust whether he's on normal rest or you know i think in a perfect world you give him and you give everyone a little bit of extra rest if you can and then just kind of use them as needed down the stretch so he's um we're going to be deliberate with you know everything in terms of how he's feeling when he's scheduled to throw what's going on around the league all that kind of stuff so uh, if we can give him some extra rest we definitely will
1: brios has been better what have you seen from him
3: Better fastball execution. I think even his last outing, he wasn't landing his curveball nearly as much as he yeah. wanted it, but fastball execution and location, when to throw his two-seamer, when to throw his four. Uh, changeup has been a great pitch for him lately, both to both righties and lefties. And, you know, he's a veteran dude that's been there, done that, and I think he's kind of clicking at the right time and, and being comfortable with some of the adjustments he's made with Pete and kind of just, um, you know, being a confident version of himself right now, which is awesome for us.
0: John, how how – Look, obviously, you you no one wants Alejandro Kirk hurt. you don't nope. want Alejandro Kirk behind the plate. But how significant was it, or how important was it that Jano got a chance to catch? Uh, got a chance to catch Alec yesterday. You know given that uh, again, we you know, the, you know, we don't know what the lineup will necessarily necessarily look like that first that first playoff game. How important was it to at least get Jano out there with? with Alec and have and have Alec, you know, frankly have to battle through a few things with 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 Jano calling signs.
3: Uh yeah, I mean I think it's great. We trust Jano with anyone, you know, any one of our pitchers, we trust Kirky, we trust all of our guys. Um and it was nice to kind of see them get into a rhythm as the game went on. And, you know, I think going forward there's gonna be times where um, the experience of doing something new is uh, important so you don't do it for the first time in games that are really really magnified whether it be regular season or postseason so it's uh it was good for everyone i think and it was good for Jeno to play those three games in a row he's swinging the bat really well too um so i think yeah minus the outcome of the game every, mm-hmm. there was nothing but good that came out of it
1: why are you okay with chapman hitting cleanup
3: gives you a good at bat i think his patience is nice um they kind of it kind of just gives you a chance to do damage every time. Um, I think where he is right now, in terms of you know mentality and where his swing is, um, it's in a really good spot. Uh, but I think just the overall consistency of his at bats is what is very appealing right now. And I think you couple that with hitting behind, you know, arguably one of the hottest hitters in baseball, in Bo Bichette, um, with Teo behind him. It uh, I think it just leads for a good little good little run right there.
0: Uh, John, I'm wondering. I mean, Jordan Romano seems to be relying more and more on his slider, using in, yeah. in terms of percentages, using it more and more. And I'm not going to criticize whatever Jordan no. Romano is doing because it's <laughs> it's worked out pretty well. But uh, is is that are you are you are you guys okay with that? Are you okay with the slider fastball mix? Would you like to see him throw more fastballs, or um, how how would you sort of describe where he is right now in terms of that that mix?
3: Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, tough to argue with the results that he's had, especially lately. But I think yesterday, Baltimore was sitting on the slider. Stowers coming in off the bench, first pitch slider. And I think, you know, the pitch was a little bit flat yesterday for whatever reason. It was kind of more ball out of hand as opposed to strike the ball, which is when he's really good. So, um, yeah, it's it's like anything. You know, he's had an unbelievable run, unbelievable stretch, um, doing things a certain way and being able to have a great mix of both those pitches. And I think right now it's just, a, you know, the time and time in the year where you go, okay, league's adjusted. I'm going to make an adjustment back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Velo is definitely there on the heater. And I think, you know, when people are protecting against that, that's what makes the slider so much better. Right. So as long as you're throwing it the, uh, in the right sequence, whether it has its stuff or whether it may not have its stuff that night in terms of depth and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, as long as the mix is pretty good. I think he'll be all right.
1: Is there one thing that stands out with George Springer that you go, wow, I can't believe I'm watching that.
3: <laughs> I, he's at bats, man. It seems you know. like whenever you need a big hit, he's kind of right in the middle of it. And he's had the, you know, that, that that's been the same his whole career. So, you know, like yesterday, he comes up against a really tough pitcher, almost ties the game, to dead center. And um kind of just gets you going the three-run homer off Lyles the first night, you know, when we really needed it. So it's kind of you know, it's just more of the same from him, you know, his ability to slow the slow the situation down in really big spots when he's in the box is impressive.
0: Uh you when you were on last week, you t- you talked about how you thought Vladdy was really yep. close to turning the corner. You saw a lot of things you liked the work that he was doing before the game. Uh you thought that they were going to translate in the game, are we starting to to see that with Vladi? Are we starting to kind of see the fruits of that labor?
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. I know that the Tampa series minus the home run, there was a lot of balls into the ground. But you look at the uh, two strike double on on an elevated changeup. You look at the home run and slider off Tate, which is a really tough matchup for mm-hmm. anyone. Um, I think the fact that he's elevating. I mean, he's elevating the slider with one hand and headed out basically yesterday. Um, and the other home area hit is kind of a fastball down and in. So. There's conscious adjustments, and he's very aware of what he needs to do in terms of your reaction to how he's being pitched by opposing pitchers. So, that coupled with the conversations that he's having with Guillermo, with Hudge, with everyone, um, it just makes us feel good that he's going to be really good down the stretch.
1: Last question. This is for you. I see you uh, practicing that golf game in the outfield, <laughs> those kind of things. How's that going? How are you doing golfing?
3: <laughs> you know, it's, you got. You know, when it's not the first game of a series, you got some time to kill, and it's it's nice that we got turf out here. My clubs are here. Golf's okay. I played the other day, shot an 89, and probably wasted about ten strokes on the putting green. Nice. So, yeah, um, but golf, <laughs> the golf game is doing okay. It's a nice, uh, nice change of pace from baseball.
0: Uh, you need to set up a putting green in the outfield. You do. You <laughs> yeah, do. yeah, right. Everybody's the watching. The green.
1: Everybody's watching.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. realizing that in a hurry. So. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear people yelling at you from the press box. That's awesome. John, thanks oh, for doing yeah. this, man. Be well. You're Keep it going. Thanks a lot. Right, you bet, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. It's John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um we hit a bunch there. It's it it's yeah. So the uh, I, I find the Alec Manoa uh just just the, the sort of the reiteration of, of the usage of Alec Manoa. Um Really, really intriguing, and when you when you think that, when you think of the comfort level that this, I like the way Schneider uses the word dudes, and, and Manoa's a dude. Yeah, but when you think of the comfort level this team has, this front, this this coaching staff, this organization has with a guy, he's earned it. But just think how far he's come. Yeah, this year, and it it's. It's really a—it's such a great story to, and and that's why you know at the trade deadline when people were talking about Ricky Tiedemann. Mm-hmm. You know, my my approach was: listen, you could trade anybody in the organization. I don't want Ricky Tiedemann traded because the same people in this organization that told me that Alec Manoa was going to be what Alec Manoa is—same people, yeah—same two people in particular mm-hmm. <clears throat> are saying Ricky Tiedemann is going to be the left-handed Alec Manoa. Yep. So. Which is going what to be quite something. True? What if that's true? Holy! Which Lord. is going to be quite something. That'd be awesome. Which is going to be quite something if that's the case. Especially, and there are also people in the organization to say, "Hey, Ricky Teedman, when he's and ready, when he when he's ready, he's going to be up here. has
1: to overcome. It's the it's the change up yesterday for Manoa. It's sort of he tells you when to come and get him. You sort of just watch him. It's it's do I go get him? No, he's going to tell you. Like he he'll tell you little things, little pitches." just little parts of games, when to come and get you, he's special. And I just think it's they're going to pitch him until they can't pitch him anymore. I think that's the coolest part of it. If they have to, they're doing it, no question. And I think that's pretty cool for a guy where he's at in his career to be able to just say, if I need you every five, I'm going to use you every five. But if I don't and I need to give you seven full days of rest, yeah, I'm going to do that too.
0: Yeah, it it really, it, again, it really says a lot about his maturity. It no says question. a lot about his, it says a lot about his intelligence. It says a lot about his intelligence. It does. That he's able th- to have these things presented to him. And he, he just seems to go with it. He just seems to go with it. He's really good. Yeah, you know, I, I keep getting back to, th- the other thing with Alec Manoa is when he pitches, I never come away thinking that I didn't get absolutely every last ounce of whatever he has. Remote stuffer. I did. Yeah. You know, Buck made the point yesterday. You look at the great Jays pitchers in this or, this organization and you know statistically he's <clears throat> his first his first year or st- for the, for these number of games he's blown people like Holiday out of the water, Dave Steb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Buck called him a generational pitcher the other day and 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 well said. Uh Man can't argue no it's it, it, it really has been something it's been fun to watch and and again, the confidence level that this coaching staff has in him. Uh, I got this. Stay right there. I yeah. got it. it's cool. so it sounds like it sounds like John essentially said that Jordan Romano. It's not that he needs to make necessarily make an adjustment after yesterday, but that i, I you, you kind of did get the sense that the the, the fastball the slider thing will tell be tell
1: you how you need to use that yeah not so much of how it feels in the pin pinch hitter I got 97 in the tank I'm gonna use 97 and then I get him geared up get him cheating to hit it and then I spin it. Not the other way around. Why give him a chance when you don't have to? Yeah. That's John's point.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Uh,
1: but you can't argue. Like, it's no, hard. God, no. Like, it's hard to... What are you doing, Jordan? It's, it's hard to say that. It really is. Yeah. You know?
0: You know, he's uh, he's rebounded before. He gave up that walk-off to uh, Aaron Judge. You can and, tell he doesn't
1: like it. He's in the in the dugout. He doesn't like that. N- n- uh, Let's no. his team down. He don't like that. No, he
0: does not. Uh, he does not. Does not like it at all. It is that time of the uh, show where we uh, go to Barker's back leg bits. It's a chance for you, the listener or viewer, to ask questions. Kevin Barker. A lot of folks uh, weighing in on this about, I mean, maybe I missed something, but did did the Jays do something outrageous Mm -hmm. with their shifting? A lot of people are asking about shifting on, on Rutschman. No, um, I think that's, that's the slider uh, yeah.
1: usage. That's why they had him pull side other than straight up. Like there's reasons why they're putting guys where they're putting them well, because this is, of how the pitchers throw in certain guys. And that's this
0: why. is cool Papa Frosty. I love the, uh, love the Twitter handle. Great. Talked about shifting against Radley Rushman a lot despite him beating them in many occasions. He asked a question, why would they shift so heavily against a player with such limited MLB experience that's a great question. and why didn't they adjust? I think I that's just the, the way baseball that. is right now. I think so too. It's just the way baseball is right it's
1: now. It's sort of, if you're left-handed, he throws slider. You think lefty gets head out on slider. He's going to pull the ball. That's why. You have, that's why you have the second baseman covering on a guy running to second instead of the shortstop covering. That little thing, that's sort of. Scott Reed, uh, and Scott, Good thank, questions, though.
0: thank you very much for the uh, kind words, Scott. I was talking about, uh, uh, about Romano's pitch usage. Since July, he uses the slider and first pitch the most. July, 54%, August, 68%, September, to date, 76%. That's interesting. He said maybe they always were sitting on it, which John Schneider said, too predictable. Maybe now that predictability will mean he can shift it more to the heater, as you mentioned. Thanks. Thanks for that, uh, for that Scott. Uh,
1: You've done so well doing it this way. Do you change it up because of five or six different pitches? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Has worked up until yesterday.
0: Jim McCullough. Which team is going to sign Aaron Judge in the offseason? Cubs. I got it worked out. One, two, three. Cubs. Giants, one. Yankees, two. Cubs, three. Uh,
1: I mean, if I'm a hitter, unless they just give you a bazillion dollars, I'm not going to the Giants, Big Park likes to go the other way. He'd have to change things. I mean, it may not matter because he's gotten paid already. So I, I like the Cubbies. I think it makes total sense. And they're turning the corner.
0: Blue Jay Girl 15 says she's a huge Springer fan. Eh, like this. What could he have done with the Astros when even his manager knew about the cheating? What could he realistically mm-hmm. have done? What if he hated every minute of it? His talent sure didn't need it. He's a gutsy guy supporting his teammates. Mm-hmm. Then she wants to know if he was in on purpose yesterday. Um,
1: I, I That's funny. I will say I saw John Snyder walk over to him and basically seemed to me like, say, do you want us to do something about that? Well, and he's and like, was no, also, I'm good.
0: And, and somebody also mentioned that Pete Walker that. talked to him as well. Like, okay. we can do something about that. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, I don't know if that's the case or not, but it sure looked like
1: it. So great, great pickup. Great pickup yeah. by you, Blue Jay girl.
0: Yeah, the, the whole cheating thing. Uh, it's hard to
1: answer that because we weren't there in the room. Yeah, I and doing the banging.
0: You know, it, it's. Yeah. I mean, if five people in your group are doing something. Do you want to be the outlier? I mean, they did, know, it cause it they, they did it because sure it worked. They did it because it worked. And listened. the thing is, Kevin, you know, like there's a dynamic around a team. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's there really is kind of a sense of want of. Belonging and some guys aren't comfortable being outliers. Mm. Listen, I just think that I'd never do it, but that's me. Yeah, I, I just think I just think we got to move on. It is what it is. Yep. George Springer we'll answers questions known about it. A cheater,
1: always. He has got. He has to live with he's that.
0: got that that you know. He's got that that crossed bear. Yep. I mean, I guess the good thing is there's one thing you can do to answer that, and that is. Continue to have good years after it. That would help, and and do it in the playoffs. Correct. Yeah, which is why I'm willing to bet that yes, Jose Altuve, Alec Bregman, uh, I don't yeah. know if you're at Alvarez, but all those guys. they're George Springer, they are going to have to deal with this Carlos Correa. They are mm-hmm. going to have to deal with this to the end of their career. But but if they can continue to have success and maybe win a World Series, they at least have the argument that hey. It happened, but clearly, clearly we didn't need it. So I think, in a lot of ways, it could it can drive guys, the guys that were involved. I in don't no, know, no, never done that, never would. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're just. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just we're just gonna. It just happened, and and then I, and I the really playoffs. I really do think you have to move on. I think it's different than steroids. Mm. is cheating for me. Yeah. I think it. I think it. It's different. Mm. It to me, it's different because it was, yeah. Anyhow, it's mm. it, it's hard, but that, that's a, it is a, a great. It is a, it is a really good question. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> a couple of folks want to know about the pitch clock and Alec Manoa, and they're concerned about big deal. Alec Manoa. I think I I looked before yesterday's start it was twenty point six seconds between pitches. Generally, he can. When he can, I'm sure. Ask he'll you make
1: that. An yeah. yeah, yeah, it won't be a big deal. He'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. I I, I wondered about that. He's far Don't from think it. He's far Might from better. the slowest pitch. Might make him better. Invisible, get it and go. Hitters in a hurry.
1: Get quicker outs. Complete games. Huh? Who? What?
0: Just saying. Think hmm. positive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. He'll figure it out. He's
0: uh, trade in eighth inning of Saturday game. Henderson hits a double. I wanted to is his his, talking about Teoscar's throw to second. No, that that was uh, I misread that one. I thought mm. it was nice. um, There's another person that wanted to know about. Just wondering your uh, Corey Peters, your opinion on the thought that way back in the Houston Astros pitch tipping scandal possibility that george springer was one of the whistleblowers of that scandal i don't know Uh, and he says seeing george play the last year in a bit makes me think he couldn't possibly be a guy interested in being part of the cheating this is um, i find
1: that hard to believe i do i i want to believe in that (laughs) but i must say that's a negative i must say he's
0: that's a hater back leg city that's (laughs) just me guessing That is it for us today. A reminder, no Blue Jays baseball tonight. The boys are enjoying a day off. They will open a two-game series against the Phillies tomorrow. Mr. Barker and myself will have Blue Jays talk following Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. And as always, Blair and Barker will be on from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you subscribe via the podcast, please rate and leave a very nice review for Mr. Barker. I really don't care what you think about me, but leave a nice review for Mr. Barker because he really is the most important person here. And uh, it means a lot to him to know that people. That's it for today. We'll chat tomorrow.